This is Rising Up with Sonali and I'm your host Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. First, it was the Don't Say Gay bill, then a 15-week abortion ban, then perhaps most ludicrously the banning of more than 50 math books from public schools because of critical race theory. All of these are recent efforts in the state of Florida. led by governor Ron DeSantis. To top it all off, the governor just submitted heavily gerrymandered maps designed to ensure four additional Republican house seats in the next election. We go now to Florida to speak with Ricardo Negron Almodovar. He's worked to empower LGBTQ+ and Latinx communities, focusing on advocacy and support of Hurricane Maria survivors, language access, common sense gun legislation and the protection of voting rights. Welcome to the program, Ricardo. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So first, um what is happening in Florida? There seem to be a flurry of these sort of efforts. What is your big picture analysis of what Ron DeSantis is doing? So many things happening right now. You mentioned it at the beginning of the show right now. And it's pretty much an orchestrated attack against already marginalized community. without really taking care of the issues that are affecting everyday Floridians. Uh, rent increases, access to healthcare, access to employment, that doesn't seem to be at the forefront of what the local government is currently doing. And instead, they've just amplifying the hate against LGBTQ communities, against women's rights, uh, against voting rights. And that's a very... ugly picture of what's really happening in Florida right now. Let's try to go through these um one at a time. Um first let's talk about the the so-called don't say gay bill. The Wall Street Journal, you know, tried to make it seem as though parents and and activists were exaggerating, were being overwrought, I think was the word that they used. in suggesting that uh, and saying that nowhere in the bill does it say that people can't talk about lgbtq folks what is the don't say gay bill and how is um the disney world involved so the so called parental rights in education bill which is really the don't say gay bill it specifically singles out not being able to impart classroom instructions around sexual orientation for elementary school levels but also and and this is a big or because it doesn't limit it to elementary education it extends in its letting its vague language where it says or age appropriately which could be um could be expanded to actually applying to any other level of school and you know the legislature had the opportunity to make this bill specifically about not teaching sexual education which we all agree it, it, there was even an amendment on from the republican side to have it be like for that instead they pushed down this bill which specifically singles out talks about sexual orientation and there's no way to deny that that is meant to attack the lgbtq community and to prohibit conversations around LGBTQ topics. 
So I understand it's specifically uh, around kindergarten through grade three. And of course, uh, that may not be an appropriate age to do sex education. That is appropriate for older students. Um, but, uh, but to, you know, just to maybe talk about the fact that there's a kid in class with two dads or two moms. Uh, exactly. The bill, the language of the bill is so vague that it didn't even define what classroom instruction would be. And imagine just children just talking about who their parents or their caretakers are or families or friends. And what you just mentioned, what happens if a child brings up that they have two moms, two dads, that they have a gay brother, a lesbian sister, and then another child is not, takes that back to, to their family and then the parents are not happy with that and pretty much given license to discriminate against LGBTQ kids in schools. And not to mention gay kids themselves who might be struggling with their with with how to think about their own identity um, and and you know being basically uh, silenced. I mean, the intent of the bill is so cruel that previous versions of the bill would even have school personnel out uh, kids to the parents. Wow. So uh, without really understanding the 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 danger that the child could be placed. So let's talk about um, Disney World. This is, of course, a huge national tourist draw to Florida. Disney World has been uh, called upon by LGBTQ advocates around the country to take a stand against the bill. What has Disney World done? Has it gone far enough? Um, How are Republicans responding? Um, I think there's not obviously because of what Disney is and and their, their presence here in Florida. Uh, but it's, it really shouldn't just be about Disney. It should also be about every other corporation, every other employer, every, everybody else that cares about the well-being of communities in general that really should have stood up against this particular hateful bill. So let's talk about the other aspects of what is happening in in uh, Florida. The the fact that uh, DeSantis also banned fifty four mathematics books because of some apparent link to critical race theory. Uh, so you know, not only is um, going after uh, LGBTQ folks enough, or you know, pregnant people seeking abortions with the signing of the 15-week abortion bill. Now, DeSantis is seeing uh, critical race theory in mathematics books. What's happening there? It's, it's more theater. 54 books were banned without really offering up examples of what the so-called CRT was in these books. And we have advocates, we have legislators asking for these examples. They have not been produced. Something that was chaired by the governor's team were examples from other states of alleged um, worksheets that were or were not used by other uh, school systems in other states, but they have not been able to provide any of the examples of what exactly is it that they were banning in these books. And, and it's really, it's, it's more political theater 
And then the 15-week abortion ban, too. We've seen, of course, in recent weeks, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, um, Republican-led states really pushing through abortion bans, knowing that at the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade is on the edge of being completely overturned. There's a 6-3 to three conservative uh, to liberal majority on the Supreme Court. Um, this, again, does this also seem to you to be part of this political theater? And Ron DeSantis really positioning himself for a 2024 presidential run? It's very dangerous political theater because it has real life ramifications. Um, it, it really affects the health of many women across the state, but it's just become another tool to appease the base and, and to position himself amongst national news. And then let's also discuss the fact that, um, and that this is your expertise, I know, uh, you mentioned that there are attacks on voting rights and gerrymandered maps that the Republican governor just uh, basically uh, proposed, which would increase the number of Republican, uh, likely to increase the number of Republican House seats in the midterm elections. Um, what are you most concerned about regarding voting rights? in Florida and just the kind of subversion of democracy that the Republicans are engaged in? In the past couple of years, like we've been facing attack after attack on voting rights. Last year, there was a law that made it way harder for people to be able to request a vote by mail ballot. And this was coming right after the governor said that the 2020 election in Florida was the gold standard for every other state because of how little, if any, election misconduct happening. But voters were faced with an anti-voter freedom law last year and the same thing this year. Um, last year's law, it was challenged in court. It's currently now in, in appeal, but that doesn't seem to stop um, the governor and his constant attack on voting rights. And that's why he's taking on now uh, and attacking black voters with his decision to veto the maps and to produce his own maps that align with his agenda. What are Florida progressive grassroots organizations doing to counter this barrage of you know, right-wing attacks on various communities. All we hear in the media and the headlines we see are the things that Republican leaders like DeSantis are doing in Florida. And it just seems as though Florida is, you know, sort of descending into this um, morass of uh, conservative and, and really regressive policies. What's the pushback look like? What does it look like on the ground for communities affected who are fighting back? We're really keeping our communities in, informed and involved. There's also a lot of misinformation that can be spread so quickly on social media. So making sure that everybody is aware of what's happening in Tallahassee where these decisions are, are being made, but also what can people do at the local level? How can people organize? How can people push back? Um, and really coming together to fight back against all of these bad bills that even though the the party in control has a very big majority and can really get these bills through. It's still important for people to fight back, to get involved, 
to become registered voters and to use the power of their voices, particularly now with an election coming up this year. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Ricardo. Best of luck to you. Appreciate your joining me. Thank you so much. My guest is Ricardo Negron Almadovar. He is a voting rights advocate based in Florida and has worked with the LGBTQ community and other organizations and communities in Florida. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com. By becoming a subscriber, find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Are You With Sonali.